For too long, the big questions of Dungeons and Dragons have remained unanswered. Generations of nerds too afraid to really get down to the serious business. But no longer. Two heroes have emerged with the skills, knowledge, and bravery to tackle the biggest questions. Questions like... What did you just say? Hello, this is We Didn't Roll For This. Spawned from the questions, let's stop play, haunt players, and confound dungeon masters. We are here to probe and lay these queries to rest. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin, and this week we're going to talk words that should not exist. And we have the wonderful Book of Mac with us to make our podcast sound smarter. Hello, Book of Mac. Hi, how are you going? Hello. <laughs> wonderful. So, so happy to have you here. Um, I feel like, just based off what we were saying before we started recording, you are the most prepared guest we have ever had. <laughs> Look, I stumble my words consistently there's a reason that i like sing things as like a a, a thing i do consistently because it's like a different part of the brain right mm-hmm. completely different part of the brain so i stumble on my words so i need notes okay <laughs> and i'm gonna stumble on those too so <laughs> we're all it's all gonna be fine it all evens out in the end <laughs> no you've done research it's, i'm impressed um to be fair, some of this stuff is stuff I sort of knew before and I was just like double checking my biases <laughs> to go like, that is where that comes from, right? This isn't just like a, because we- we're talking about word entomologies. There is a yes. fun thing with that is like, there's a lot of folk entomologies for words, um, which we might get into when we get to it. Um, mm-hmm. So you got, sometimes you do have to double check. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just like, ah, oh, this came like, in <sighs> I'm not an expert in any of this. I'm very much like a, uh, what's the word? Uh, av- avid reader, I guess. And I notice mm-hmm. things. Well, heck yeah. And <laughs> I am. It's a passion and a hobby. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm too much of a smart ass for my own good. That's probably what my parents would say. Uh, <laughs> this was a topic that you brought up with us. Um, yeah. And we had to have you on for it because um, we were discussing the origins and the etymology of words that are based in languages that don't actually exist in a D&D world. Like yeah, which Latin is all language. All language, all realistic. Language. All language yes. doesn't exist, which I have like a whole thing on like how to deal with that later, but we're going to talk about specific words first because it's funnier that way. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. So, yeah, where do you want to start? Cool. So, yeah. um, I, I kind of want to start with the word goodbye because I think that is such like a pervasive word. Um, everyone kind of uses it and takes it for granted. Yes. But the term goodbye mm-hmm. comes from a the old phrase, the old saying, God be with you, um, mm-hmm. and inherently implies the existence of one singular God uh, as a Ooh. monotheistic religion. And based on the fact that most D&D systems run on multiple polytheist uh, belief systems, it doesn't quite work <laughs> yes. um, as like a thing. When you think about it that little bit too hard, you're like, wait, hmm. Um, and I find that really interesting to like delve yeah. into. It's like, well, what would else? What else would exist? Um, so I actually found where the first time it was written down, the word mm-hmm. goodbye or something similar was, and it was written down in fifteen seventy three uh, from an English writer and scholar, um, 
saying, and it was spelt G-O-D-B-W-Y-E-S because it's like a contraction. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, And then it eventually becomes goodbye because it's influenced by words like good day or good evening. So because with with the the gods um, thing in D and D has is there I know a lot of the gods just accepted that that, that there's so many that exist, but is there ever any cases where someone's like, no, my god is the only god? So I haven't personally come across it, but I'm just wondering if that there there is any a Christian monotheist yeah. parallel feel, yeah. Like if there is a, re- a religious group within D&D that believe, like, do the Kuatoa accept all other gods, including the ones they've invented themselves? Mm. Waiting for Dustin to... <laughs> yeah, I don't have any answers for this. I could probably tell you some examples in other fiction that sort of have that, but... <laughs> well, the Kuatoa don't really believe in other gods. They believe in the gods that they d- decide to believe in. Yeah. Or are told to believe in, so maybe they're not the best example. But um, baseline D and D, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of hard like to the, ignore. Yeah, I suppose because it's like it's got that thing where like the gods are real, so you can't unless you yeah. are looking to be smited, you mm. can't necessarily deny them. And like this is like the case. This is like made fun of in things like Discworld books, where like yeah. they. Where like the gods explicitly for atheists throw thunderbolts at them because they're denying it would be their fact wild existence. for a religion to emerge that believed that only their god was real based on whatever whether it was a real god or faith, but then to like purposefully tell everybody else that they were wrong, and yeah. then just have all of yeah. those other gods show up. <laughs> <and be> like, <laughs> You fucking I'm sure there's. I'm you sure there's campaigns what, that do it. You what? <laughs> yeah. Um. And frankly, this is where a lot of the issues when it comes to word etymologies come from. In things like, for example, cursing. Um, mm-hmm. Cursing is a heavily cultural thing, and there's like a few different categories. Uh, the main ones I mostly think of here are like scatological, sexual, and blasphemy. Blasphemy is like its whole cat- its whole own category of swearing, right? Mm. So even yes. if you say something like zounds, now you think that sounds like old folky, but it means like, you know, zounds means like Zeus's, uh, Zeus's wounds? No, uh, Christ's wounds. It's what That's what it's a contraction of. Um, and apparently it was oh. used in the new Pokemon game. <laughs> so what people the? are like, yeah, so there is the unfortunate implication that Jesus Christ exists in the new Pokemon game. <laughs> Because it's just a word that we associate with sounding old. That's a swear word, but it's oh, like not a swear word, but it's a minced oath. So it's like not quite a swear word, but like uh. it's what it's a, it's um, pretending not to be, I guess. Uh, are there so, po- like are there Pokemon gods? Like well, Arceus. Yeah, okay. Arceus is a god. Like literal um, Pokemon that are gods. Is that technically yes? Yes. Y- yeah. Okay. Created all life, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, there's just Plus the inherent hilarity of Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> good good old oily Josh existing God. in the D&D world. Um, <laughs> I wonder what the... That's a good point, though. The Pokemon like, gods feel like about, about Christianity. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the implication. It's one of those things where it's like the implications that you fall down and it's a lot of the time it comes from like like that. There's like um, Gadzooks is the other one I was thinking of and getting confused with because Gadzook means Great Zeus or By Jove. 
mm-hmm. implies the existence of Greek and Roman gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like oh. that sends your, yeah, because Gadzooks, great Zeus by Jove. And these are things that yes. in Christians, in, like, you know, these are old English square, swear words. There we go. <laughs> square words. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so one of those things where, because you're trying not to say, like, the reason I, I'm, I know this because I have in a one shot accidentally said Jesus Christ in character and had mm-hmm. to rapid fire explain why I said it. <laughs> uh, and what to... was your explanation? <laughs> so uh, the the context was we were like bound, I think our characters were bound up and being taken to a prison cell and my character's hands had been unbound by like a jet of fire. And like as an exclamation, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then rolled a, because I was playing a bard, I rolled a deception check to make sure that it was, no one noticed my hands were undone and it was fine. And then I got to the point of the uh, bad guy was like, oh, who's this Jesus Christ? And I was like, um. Just <laughs> 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 because I've been caught out on it and it happens, you know, because you're just like going, like, what's an easy exclamation? Um, yeah. And, in you know, in the setting <laughs> we live in in real life, it's Jesus Christ. It's an easy exclamation, especially if you're not like super what's the term uh, uh like super intense about like taking the god's name in vain lord's name in vain or whatever mm. uh, yeah because like it's just easy <laughs> it's culturally pernicious i guess pernicious so, in the what, right pervasive. so you were talking about the word goodbye yeah. um so what implications does that have for within the D world then so i guess it implies that there's like a singular deity that at least someone prays to that they specifically call god now, mm-hmm. and you can get around that by saying it's like a contraction of goodness be with you. And you, mm-hmm. like, there's ways you can get around it, um, especially if someone calls you out on it. And it's like, oh, hey, if you're going to be a smart ass like I would, <laughs> there are ways there you can go. get around it. Um, there are some words that you can't. <laughs> yes. Um, I, was, I was guessing that you were about to talk about some words that, that are, are harder. Not, yeah, and so, harder to some of them are away. not necessarily related to. Um, Re, uh, religions but locations and yeah. specific people in history so uh, oh, a okay. funny one in my mind is the word sandwich yeah okay uh, so the word sandwich is named after the earl of sandwich who um at least in some form of i'm not sure how true this is to be fair i didn't look super into it but um <laughs> <That's pretend laughs> look, I look, it is. so my understanding <laughs> is the word sandwich came into common parlance because the Earl of Sandwich would play cards with his friend and to mm-hmm. stop his hands getting greasy while eating meats, he would use he would put them between two slices of bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where the commonality of a sandwich comes from as opposed to like calling a bread roll, which you can still yeah. do. But specifically, the word sandwich comes from the Earl of Sandwich, which is a place mm. in France, I believe. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things to do with France in this because we've picked it up because of uh, language and stuff. Yeah. Um, the other, the other one that's uh, I think appropriate for this podcast is uh, BDSM. Uh, you can't use it because Marquis de Sade is a human being that existed, <laughs> uh, who did a lot of things that we're not really. I don't really want to get into, but is a person who yeah. existed. Um, so, like, de Sade did not exist. So the term sadis- sadism can't exist. So you can't oh. from there get to the full acronym. Oh, I see. So you could. So you can do the BD, I guess, but you can't do the SM part of it. Or at least you have to explain it away some other way. And you can't... You could say there was another Dessard, I yeah. guess. 
Yeah, so let's let's willingly put that into my world of things. No, but I mean people or people with similar names who in, invented or came up with the similar things have to exist in this universe. Yeah, yeah, that's the broader implication of a lot of these things. Um, yeah. Uh, so what's another Sadism one? Sadism because hurting people makes them sad. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That was serpent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, but like even <laughs> other swear words, when you think about it, it's because we believe that talking about certain things is taboo. So mm-hmm. like, and historically they haven't always been. Um, like if you look at the history of the word shit, uh, it doesn't always come from a nast- nasty scatological place. It's just mm-hmm. like an exclamation people had. Uh, and it's oh. also the other thing is swear words are hard to track when it comes to entomology because they're not written down as much. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. So mm, there's a lot of really interesting stuff with that. Um, because then we also, like, there's also a lot of slang that mm. is um, very specific regionally in our yeah. world. Mm. So oh, yeah. using a lot of Australian slang, mm. explaining that. Yeah, be... explaining like that. Like, ironically, though, good day could totally work because it's just a contraction of good day. <laughs> yes. That's actually really easy oh. to explain away. because it's. Can we still use I'm not here to fuck spiders? I feel Probably. like that, that would be fine. I mean, that sounds okay. Well, it's like how the inverse of that is you can't use the word pog at all because... Pog fr- comes from passion fruit, orange juice, guava. Passion fruit is... Is that uh, what it is? Yeah. Well, it's what named... Is- that's like the... So it comes from play of the game as well, but Pogs is like a, a trading card juice cap thing in the 90s, uh, apparently. I didn't... I, well, this is I, what it, oh, yes, I it was, yeah. Pogs okay. are, but I didn't realise that they came from a juice cap. Yeah, so passion fruit, I orange, guava. I thought they came guava. in chip packets, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. Might be, might be a similar thing. Who knows? Uh, not me. <laughs> uh, but oh. passion fruit flowers are called that because it's the because um, in Portuguese it's cup, the term trans their, their word for passion fruit flowers is uh, flower of the five wounds, which gets translated into English as in the passion of the Christ. Oh. So it all goes back to Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's so pernicious, uh, pernicious and per- pervasive in English language that it just keeps coming back to it. Like you think of names, Christopher, Christ. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it keeps coming back, especially in old uh, Greek names, especially as well. Uh, yeah. Any, anytime someone's called Theo, Theo means God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It just means God. Yeah, well, Theo means God, and then, like, Theodore, adored by God. It's like fra- ah. name fragments and stuff. Yeah. And that, and to be fair, that's something that happens in all cultures. Ramses mm-hmm. means, like, son of Ra. Mm. It's, like, something we always do. We always name our people after, after name children after people we find, um, what's the word, uh, inspiring. We, it's why people give their kids names from the Bible um, so- in various ways. <laughs> Are there names of things, not just words, but perhaps creature names or something like that, that we might have missed that could have that problem as well? Mm. Uh, Probably does. Like, because, spoilers, 
I guess. Uh, all known language can't technically function because it's all very cultural, right? Mm-hmm. However, True. I do have a list of ideas of how you can get around it if you want to hear okay. them out and of react course. to them. Absolutely. <laughs> some of them are very stupid. Oh my God. We have a guest who's discussing this problem <laughs> and has a solution. I have some solutions. Some of them are worse than others. Um, so <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on board. So um, there is a solution. The, the easiest way to do it is by say, calling it translation convention, um, which is the TV tropes name for it. Um, people on Tumblr also call it Tolkien brain rot, which is mm-hmm. to say all your characters are speaking in their native languages or their common tongue, and you're just mm-hmm. translating it into English. Because uh, yes. that's what Tolkien did. Because he, because Tolkien is a language nerd, and like yes, he is. What like Frodo's real name's Mora. His first name's Mora or something, and it translates in from his lang- conlang into English to something like Frodo, which is mm-hmm. like an old English name. And I guess um, like when we say common, yeah. Yeah, this game is played Dungeons and Dragons is played all over the world hmm. and in different languages. Yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah, so, like, your common tongue, the language that they all share. So, mm-hmm. and that's, like, something I kind of want to get into maybe a bit later. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so another way to do it, which is the worst way to do it, in my opinion, is make up a conlang to play a game in. Don't do this. Please do not do this. Oh. You can, but don't. Please do not make up a whole conlang to play a video game in. <laughs> can you imagine? That is oh, wow. painful. Yeah. I feel like... Oh, it is no. if you want to get into like the realism. Probably already done it. Well, someone probably has. Uh, it, totally, but like, don't do it, <laughs> please, for, for your own sanity. Because oh. what stuff like like Klingon, for example, yeah. mm-hmm. like if but, that was a language created just because someone wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. Well, with- I mean, there's a tr- there's a translation <laughs> of I think it's Macbeth into Klingon or Hamlet. It might be Hamlet. But there's like an official translation of one of the Shakespeare plays into Klingon. Ah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember off the top. I think it's Hamlet. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> so it's one of those things that like, you can do. Uh, mm-hmm. I would recommend not because it, it will destroy your life because mm. you have to learn a whole new language like to play a game. The payoff versus effort is yeah. not a good <laughs> Yeah. Um, no like yeah so the um i guess the easy way around the other easy way around i have is like say a wizard did it say narrativium say that because a million monkeys and a million typewriters language just developed the same way on your on your dnd world mm-hmm. you can justify it that way and i know if you want to talk about specific locations like you don't have champagne because champagne france doesn't exist Mm-hmm. But you can call it something else because yeah. another region exists. Mm. Um, that's like the, I guess, the easiest way to do it if you don't want to get too in your he- own head about it because you can get really into your own head. And it's all about like suspension of disbelief. There's like a lot, because for some people, some, someone hearing that you're serving champagne uh, is immediately going to go, oh, wait a minute, that's real world. It doesn't exist here. So, <laughs> what is the champagne? They named a sparkling wine after like, water deep or yeah yeah uh, like what is it sleep de boop whatever <laughs> the the kuatel oh, that would be the worst that would be the worst wine though kuatel wine would be bad man oh kuatel wine actually 
if if it was named whatever, why well, can't I remember Sloop to whatever thingy? That would actually match, I think, what I imagine that wine would taste like, mm. which is really fishy yes. and gross. It, Fermented it would. fish wine. I'm sure that exists uh, in the real world somewhere. It's got to exist and in real got life. Fish eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> so we can have. I mean, yeah. We can have fermented fish wine. Delicious. Alcoholic fish sauce. Oh. That's just fish sauce gone bad, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's cool. Or is that uh, just poison at that point? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm sure someone could drink it in D and D world because uh, physiology is different, but also <laughs> don't. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get it's there. It's always the turtles. Yeah. Um, so I've got two other ideas um, yes. that yeah. I'm actually quite fond of. Uh, one is the idea that humans are isekai or portal fantasied into the world and they bring the common tongue of English in there. And because humans breed like rabbits, it becomes the lingua franca of the world. Mm-hmm. And that way you can keep certain terms of phrase. You can get away with a lot with that. Um, Because especially if you've – have either of you two listened to um, Reconstructed Shakespeare? um, No. So there's a couple of researchers. They're a father and son. I cannot recall their names for the life of me. They um, looked at the the works of Shakespeare and they were like, hmm, there are jokes in here that would work if they rhymed or, like, if things sounded differently. So they reconstructed what Shakespearean would have sound like – Shakespearean works would have sounded like in their time. And it sounds almost like the Australian accent. It's like Jeffrey Rush in um, Pirates of the Caribbean is sort of what it sounds like. Oh. And it runs faster than, like, received pronunciation Shakespeare, too. So, like, you can get away with, like, this kind of, like, if, if you want to, like, talk, do stuff with that kind of world building, you can get mm-hmm. away with it. And you wouldn't be the first people to do it because that's what happened in Narnia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, in the canon of Narnia, yes. the first king and queen of Narnia were a cab driver and his wife. Um, this is in The Magician's Apprentice. And, that is uh, true, the- actually. You're right. Yes. Yeah. So that's why English is there and why Father Christmas exists. Because it, you know, it's built into the world, which I think mm-hmm. is like totally unintentional, right? But it is such a fun little way of like getting away, like getting away with it, because kids would ask questions because they're the ones who ask these kinds of questions, and I'm a kid mm-hmm. at heart when it comes to this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, definitely though. Yeah, isekai. They're they, the yeah, ones they who go isekai through the wardrobe. Like, you know, all you need is a talking cat in any portal fantasy, and you're immediately in good company. Yeah, <laughs> that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, it, it's just like these little things that you notice when you're looking at like these because if you're looking at the old the text that inspired D, like these are the things you notice like Tolkien brain rot Tolkien inspired so much of Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. he really yeah. did but because he is such a language nerd he has built into the world these languages because he wanted to play with them that's like mm-hmm. part of the reason he wrote Lord of the Rings in the first place so yeah, yeah so it's just yeah show well, it all together writers, yeah well, meanwhile writers coming up into fantasy after him inspired by him like i'm not going to say they're not putting effort in because they are but it's a different um they're coming at it at such a different angle because you know Tolkien just wanted an excuse to make his languages work because he was a nerd Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and then yeah and then my uh last uh solution i guess for the big problem is to set your thing on an your set your game on an alternate history earth 
because you and it makes things slightly easier because it means you don't have to make up geography you just have to look up the real world stuff mm. okay so um, you're saying that, like it's just is now but is also medieval more like um you can my in my head at least it is you're able to use parts of your history for whatever reason like you can say i don't know maybe maybe the fantasy stuff came into our world i don't know during the middle ages we had this medieval stasis thing happen and that way you can like say oh languages just continued developing the way they did in the in our world um and Mm -hmm. just excuse it that way and like you know it means you i guess yeah save a bit of time and effort on making maps uh, you can just use real life places and draw on top of them, I guess. Uh, I've not run a game, so I don't know how much more work that puts in for other people. I mean, it's all a lot of work, no matter really mm. what you do. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I suppose no, it's like, not that bad, the- actually, really. Yeah, and I've seen it work. I've seen it work. Uh, one of the actual play podcasts I've listened to, they did this in, more- yeah. in their Pathfinder game. Have done this, um, like they said it in like a vaguely like uh industrial revolution time um to like so and they like played with it because like characters had to learn french some of them because that's actually the lingua franca of the world instead of english which is a really cool like world building thing i thought um and you know there's things you can play with and play with like real languages and stuff yeah Yeah. because i think Apart from words, then, like, you you often encounter, um, like, players usually do it, is where they're like, oh, I'll just, they'll mention some kind of concept or technology and word Mm. that doesn't exist in that setting. Um, And oftentimes the DM will be like, as the NPC, I don't know know what you're talking about. What is this thing? Of which you speak. <laughs> like, crazy mm. people in town again and yeah. they're just making up words. Uh, do they're communing with this. the spirit. They're communing with the elder gods that play them. <laughs> uh, that must be it's, a it's big a... city thing that hasn't yeah. gotten here yet. It's a, if you think about it too hard, it's a deeply horrifying concept that like you, this person is being piloted around by this person, from, another person from an alternate world, and speaking <laughs> truths that you don't understand. If you think about it a little bit too hard, yeah, that's true. it's a little bit. <laughs> but you have things mm. like, um, so Dustin didn't know the word "spruik." I didn't realize that mm. was a very Australian word. Um, yeah. till he said he had no idea what that word meant. So there'd yep. be things like that. So you just you just hmm. walk into a town and go, um, I don't know. Talking about whoop whoop or whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm from whoop whoop. And they're like, oh, where's that? And it's like, it just means far away. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not, that's not a place. Yeah, I'm what sorry. if you just got your players to just, ex- they just had to explain everything. <laughs> explain it like I'm five. <laughs> just fit everything. <laughs> I mean, you could goodbye. What is goodbye? Is what it a is this? Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, you sometimes say it to me, it... then you walk away. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like most people will assume what you mean because of context clues, generally. Mm. At least I've done that True. before. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't quite know what this means, but I'm going to assume it means XYZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's one of those, like, things that, you know, 
and I'm losing my train of thought. That's fun. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, that's. But, and that, there that, are that, also. I can, I can guess what you mean, I guess, because mm. that's that's what you're you're just walking away. So I guess yeah. you said mm. something that meant yeah. farewell, or it, well, you called yeah. me something that, like, <laughs> <laughs> like what did you call me? What I just said goodbye. How dare you? Oh, it's like that bit in Doctor Good Who where um, to you too. <laughs> that bit in Doctor Who where he meets uh, Donna for, for the first or second time, and she's like, he's like, oh, I just want a mate, and he's like, you're not gonna have a mate with me, man. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just like technically they they both know what they mean, but <laughs> but they also don't. Yeah, yeah. It's and then all so there's a wrong. lot of words we've adopted that are actually brands. So mm, people yeah. go, can I have a Kleenex? Hmm. Band-Aid. Hoover this. Band-Aid, Kleenex, Hoover. Advil. Uh, yeah. Advil, yes. So that would not – oh, and then while that would not exist technically unless that was part of your universe, then perhaps there are other – I know branding is not a huge thing there, so it might be more difficult, but maybe there are some. Hmm. Like – Ooh. Like a certain brand of healing potion that everyone just calls. Yeah. Whatever, they just call like healing that. potions it now. It's just like, yeah. Hey, do you got any uh, Volo juice? <laughs> Volo juice? Volo no! No! <laughs> bring Volo in. <laughs> what if they're like. What band-aids are called like strad strips or something. It's like every time you get bitten by a strad, they someone's come out with like, Did you get bitten on the neck by strad or one of the very unsavory and I'm not gonna <laughs> Did you well, do I have the thing for you? It is a it is an adhesive piece of cloth. <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> Stradaid. <laughs> Stradaid. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yes. Yes. Oh, man, let's see. Oh, a brand of like, hmm. It could happen a lot with alcohol, I think. Mm, yeah, like, yeah, that definitely. Because mm-hmm. I've got my mum's old bartending books and all of them just like, they don't say like, a peach liqueur. They say mm-hmm. the specific time, like Tia Maria mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that constantly gets used in those books. So oh. I'd say, yeah, it's like it's like the champagne thing again. Like if something's so the main producer, or, especially in that kind of time time period, mm-hmm. or as much mm-hmm. as you're fudging with like the realism of it all. Because if um, you think like this is also yeah. in Barovia, Wizards of the Wine. So like if they also brewed like gin or something with mm. gin, like that. <laughs> That's, I just need some whiz. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much just like oh, a like a That's assumption of name. That's where you fall into uh, jizz, the, the genre of music from Star Wars uh, <laughs> territory. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it's called jizz and no one no one said anything mm. cracks me yeah, up. Yeah, no one stopped him. No one. Stopped no one wanted him. to. Oh, I want to. Th- I want to think of other things now. Like words oh. that would get created within the world. Yeah. Uh, there is, as, as technically, it's, this is more like a historical fantasy thing mm-hmm. or like a historical fiction thing. There is technically an opposite to this whole thing. Um, so how old do you two think the name Tiffany is? Tiffany? Tiffany. 
As in Breakfast at Tiffany's Tiffany. How old do you think that name is? that old? Like less than 100 years for some reason. But I'm probably very wrong. It's from the Middle Ages. Yeah, so um, the history of that is um, the name Tiffany is a name often given to baby girls born on the 9th of January, which is Epiphany. Um, Oh. 9th? 6th. 6th of January. Got my dates wrong. Uh, but yeah, huh. so that's like the day that the wise men histori- historically visit- visited the baby Jesus um, and gave him the gifts. Ew. So that is like that's the last day of Christmas too. It's twelve days after he's born. About so. Oh. Yeah. Fun facts with me. You'll find out more of those. Uh, I you'll find never, out more later. I just my brain just was like, oh, that the twelve days of Christmas starts on Christmas, mm. not ends on Christmas. Yeah. At least that's my understanding. I might be wrong, but that's... No, but that makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might huh. start technically on the twenty fourth, but <laughs> it makes but so it... much more sense. Yeah, but I don't so... want to start my advent calendar later than yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, look, people, people, yeah, and like, it's more. That's more like the twelve days, and that's very much more something that happens in certain European countries, like uh, Italy specifically does it. Mm. Um, I, I know this because I studied Italian in high school. Uh, not and that technically not relevant to this episode but there are a few other names that technically fit into this thing so you can realistically if you want to have a realist whatever that means to you uh campaign yeah. or whatever you can use the name tiffany and it technically fits but because of our because of things like the brand tiffany's mm-hmm. we don't associate it with that uh, which is <laughs> yeah that's true and there's a few other names that fit that technically the name barbie uh because barbara is actually a very old name there's saints mm. Um, Bart as well, but because those are also associated with brands, The Simpsons and Barbie, we see them as so very modern. But Bartholomew is a name in the Bible, so mm, yes, yep. And, you know, True, like, that is as much older. of a historical source that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so there's just... a few. So there's some, you know, going backwards. It it happens, and it's so fair. It's, it's what am I looking for? It's one of those things where it's like the cognitive dissonance of it, right? Like when you're playing a game, you want it to feel true as opposed to yes. be realist. You yeah. want it, that verisimilitude. So it, it does depend on the group you're playing with and stuff, mm-hmm. I assume. Um, one, one assumes. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah. like, and like, you know, how uh, rigidly you're taking, how much, uh, how much you're kind of taking the piss in a good way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. True. I think yeah. most of the games I've played in or been part of or dm'd have been a little bit more lax to a degree mm. just because Definitely. we all have an understanding and we're just trying to enjoy it and that's yeah. my primary goal um is not to sit there and go well well um, actually well actually <laughs> i think you'll find um yeah. if you want to be a dickhead you really can you really can <laughs> and but then you should have yeah. no players um <laughs> Yeah. Easy and, you know, peasy that... stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Were there any oh, other man. words that, like, so the only other thing across? I had, the only other thing I sort of had listed was um, days and months, because I find that really interesting in um, English and related languages, especially yeah. the days and <clears> week, uh, because there's actually common themes between a couple different, um, mostly European languages, because that's mostly what I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. So, uh, English days of the week are, uh, we know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, 
the gods that those so those days of the week are named after deities specifically um uh norse deities so mm-hmm. so so monday and monday and tuesday sunday and monday are also technically named after uh deities from uh norse mythology of the sun and moon but it's all they're just called like sun and mani so mm-hmm. it's not that different oh. Mm. Yeah, so they're the ones that pilot the chariots in those in those religions. Um, yeah, okay. Sky, sky, which is like a one of those comparative mythology things. Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday is after Tyr, who is a war god. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is after Woden or Odin or Wotan, who is a gen- who's a god of many things, king of the god, notably in this case a god of travelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jupiter, who's uh, Thursday is Thor's day. Rather, I'm looking at it the wrong list uh thor's day so um god of thunder uh mm-hmm. friday is frigg who is a goddess of fertility and love and then saturday is after saturn which who, who is a completely different uh deity <laughs> uh, yeah for, wait yeah so it, <laughs> technically technically that comes from the tradition of the sabbath sometimes being saturday sometimes being sunday depending on different religious systems mm-hmm. uh so that's yes. why that tends to get co- called different things uh and because saturn is what it is in also in uh the roman and romance languages and so do romance- we use those days in in the D settings do they I, they have their own months like the calendar system's different isn't it um fey rune i'm pretty sure has their own month system yeah i think days is sometimes i think it's part of this is also like how much do you actually track time in your D&D can- campaigns, oh, right? yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. unless you're being very specific about it, no one cares. <laughs> no. And a lot um, of it's on the fly. It's just that yeah. suddenly, for some reason, they want to work out what time of day it is. And you're like, yeah. uh, okay, you went. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're like going backwards from it. Shop. But, so um, I want to say it's like 2 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, pretty um, much. Because so... what the – okay, so – Forgotten Realms, Faerun, does have a calendar called the Calendar of Harptos. Mm-hmm. It was created by Harptos of Kalinith, Kalinth, um, so into 12 months, each lasting three 10 days, or 30 days. There are an additional five days that fell between months, bringing the total number of days in most years to 365, because they just <laughs> needed it to make sense. <laughs> To, to be fair, this is like a thing in a lot of different like world religions too. They make up like myths specifically about those last five days of the year. There's like a thing in like um, Egyptian mythology, especially. That's like really? a thing that yeah, um, that not necessarily something I would want to super get into. But my vague recall, recollection is that the goddess of the sky to give birth to her children had to bet like bet for more time to have give birth to them, so she one five days and those last five days of the year are the days that um osiris set nephrite i think isis and horus were born oh, oh. Uh, can you tell i was very into mythology as a child <laughs> i was very I into it. greek mythology for quite some time i so i have greek for me fascinating too. to I, me yeah, i still in my room have a um big world mythology like uh compendium I could probably grab out if we really want to have a look. Mm. It's so, so um, bad it'd be up. But friend, um, of, friend of the pod, Nickabrack, and I um, have talked a lot about creating a very Australian-based campaign and world hmm. um, because there is so much mythology 
yeah, um, yeah. of Indigenous Australians, Aboriginal culture, Dreamtime stuff that is just, it's so beautiful and fascinating. Mm. Um, we've only, we did one uh, biology of beasts where we turned the Yaramiyahu into a creature, which is their sort of vampiric. Mm. Uh, so it, it was, it, it kind of came about because I think they were trying to discourage, discourage kids from like falling asleep under the fig trees. Mm. So they yep. made a, a, it was a story about something that lived in there and if, if they got caught mm. unawares, they would just get swallowed whole. Um, <laughs> so, nom, nom, nom. Yeah, but there's just, there's just so many creatures we have mm. and stuff like that. And yeah. um, I, I remember studying a bunch of the, uh, that Indigenous Australian mythology, all the Dreamtime stuff, is our school taught a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, um, we got taught a lot of dreaming stuff too. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's different all around the country. So yeah, you're always yeah. going to get different things. Like, um, uh, I think the most universal one is Tiddlicked. Uh We yeah. all, we all love to talk about that frog that drank the rainbow. Yeah, rainbow. Yeah, rainbow yeah. yeah, yeah. We all, but we all love to talk about that frog that drank all the water because yeah. it's a mood. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I say it's it actually rained here not uh the other day which was very nice oh uh, so yeah nice. um it got a lot cooler down your side of the country yeah um then it's gonna get worse because we're entering our second summer now if we're if we're talking um indigenous <laughs> stuff yeah uh according to the indigenous um seasons of uh, the southwest part of australia i'm a part of we are technically entering second summer which is fun uh mm-hmm. that lasts till march Wait, um, well, I forgot where I was going with this. Brain. Oh, brain. It's not really related to mythology, um, but the right. when we if we go back to like the days, because mm-hmm. there are um, particularly in a lot of um, Asian cultures, the way the months are stated is it's just a number, or well, they're mm-hmm. written as first, like first month, second month, third month. Um, and in the Chinese calendar, it's actually based on moon cycles. Yep, yep. So, like, that could be a more, yeah. if, you're, if you're struggling with, I know there's probably stuff already existing, um, <laughs> but if you're, say, you're just world building for yourself um, or homebrewing something, it could be that. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah, yeah. lunar cycles are, yeah, so they're so somewhat universal i guess because like mm-hmm. even the catholic church uses that to calculate easter which i'll get to in the next part yeah just <laughs> uh, in, in talio like the on a world building stream you were yeah working out the names of months yep and then names so of what months. was that based on that was based on the idea that it's so like uh, position of the moon it. or something it is because because in Talio, the moon is always present in the sky, and I based it off of, I think it was Halfling. Yes, Halfling, which I've used as a lingual base of Javanese. And so it's just depending on where the moon is. In the calendar, you got months of Wulan Lor, which is North Moon, Korang um, Kaya, Low Night, Low Light, meaning it's um, far to the, like, it's the northeast. So, yeah, sorry, Wulan Lord is North Moon, so it's the very north. You go down to, like, dark ecl- uh, Dawn Eclipse, Dark Monsoon, because where they lived, there was a giant, you know, you know, the monsoon of every D&D world um, that the moon is hid behind. Mm. The reasoning why they needed that 
and they, they called them that is because they're seafarers. So they wanted to know where the moon was, depending on what time of year it was. So that's the idea behind that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I just really based on those names there. Yeah, it's really cool. I think when we've discussed stuff in your world, we often go back to, okay, which civilization within your world has come up with this thing? Mm. And then thinking, why? Like, what What would they be basing that off? Okay, these these people don't farm, so it's not to do with harvests. Um, but they're on the sea a lot, so it's related to that. Like, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and Death Wombat has said another way you could do months is by which constellation is highest in the mm. sky, um, yeah. which I think is difficult for Talio because constellations yes. do not exist. <laughs> No. Which is fun for a seafaring civilization because in the real world, that's how we navigate in the ocean. <laughs> yep. So do they there truly navigate? There are stars, navigate? but the stars aren't constant. Mm. Ah. Because, well, that's like another thing. Like I know we're specific, specifically talking about words, but constellations are named after a yeah. lot of mythology. There's actually um, a very good episode of... Um, such a note i just listen to youtube videos constantly <laughs> um overly sarcastic mm-hmm. productions has done like a quite pretty in-depth video on uh constellations um mm-hmm. and like what they're named after and such like um and like it's yeah. very funny like because i'm a i'm a cancer with, with, with star signs i'm the crab I'm you a know Pisces. do you know what do you, do you do you know what that comes from the specifically where the star sign of cancer comes from because <laughs> it's so dumb no do tell <laughs> Um, it comes from Hercules stamp, stamping on a giant uh, cancer crab. <laughs> yeah, that's where it comes from. That oh. it's so weird because a lot of the what, the names we have that for um, them come from uh, R- Greek mythology. So like yeah. Gemini is Castor and Pollux, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of others that I forget, and like obviously stuff like. Um, Orion's belt that comes from mm-hmm. uh, another tale mm-hmm. entirely. A lot of them yeah. come from Hercules labors though. Uh, very, very loosely. Um, but that whole video overly sarcastic productions did very good, very in depth. They do a lot okay. of very cool, like um, in depth research into that stuff and present it quite nicely. So, yeah. yeah. Cause I imagine, I guess star, I don't know much about astrology within D and D worlds. I think that would be an interesting topic. Um, like do star sign do people believe in star signs and stuff when you have magic anyway? Um, <laughs> well, I suppose what? if the stars have power, you believe yeah. there is. So- it's like the question is: Is it actually real, or or is it just like something people believe? Is it a superstition? Yeah. that's just kind of yeah. Well, you got because druids of the got, stars. They do something. The Southern Cross. Mm. Well, so, even like yeah. most stories about Venus as the planet. Um, because that's the North Star, I believe, in most things. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much mythology specifically about that because it's the brightest thing in the sky besides the moon and the sun. Mm. Like in, uh, I had like this book of like um, Native American stories, um, and there's like several different variations on that, and also like how that gets translated into the Evening Star, even though those are the same thing in reality. How they are portrayed as different because of the different mm-hmm. times of day they show up. It's it's super interesting. And yeah. it's interesting stuff you can uh, borrow for your world building because, you know, you, you want to make it feel real and these are real things that real people have thought of. So Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. But, but, um, we'll see. There was one other point I wanted to make about the seven-day week. <laughs> um, yes. going, going back to that. So 
in things like Italian and a couple other languages, they use the Roman gods for the names of the week. Mm-hmm. So, so Sunday, Sunday t- typically gets called Domenica, which is a day of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, so then you have Lunodi, Mercolodi, uh, Lunodi, Martedi, Mercolodi, uh, Giovedi, and Venerdi, and Sabato. So is that those Italian? are the yeah, specifically Italian, and it's very Which sounds similar very in, French. It sounds yeah, very similar yeah. to the French because they're all Romance languages, so they generally are quite similar. Okay. Generally. Yeah. But um, so the pattern for there is Mars, war god, Mercury, god of travelers, Jove or Jupiter, god of thunder, Venus, god, goddess of love, and then Saturn again. So if you want to make something that feels true for days of the week, you name it after your sun god, your moon god, your war god, your god of travelers, your god of thunder, your goddess of love, and then your god of time. That's an Ooh. easy way to do it. And because it, hmm. it feels real, because that's how we do it. Or yeah. like have done it, and those are the terms that we use. So if you want to be a little bit extra about it, that's how you do it, and, it's and quite easy to translate then, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I especially really because, like that. Yeah, especially because in like what I'm not sure in past editions if this is the case, but because we got the do- cleric domains that are very specific, mm. you can you know you can figure out which of those matches, especially because for something like that's God of Travelers, that's a bit harder. But because Mercury, Mercury, and um, Odin are both also a little bit tricksterish. You could use your trickster god. Um, mm. There's like lots of different parallels you can use, and it's all very interesting. <laughs> I would love mind. if there was some True. secret like warlock language for days, and they just based it off patrons that they decided. Secret, secret. It'd be different for each type of patron just too. All like eldritch gods. <laughs> Every day is Cthulhu. <laughs> Every day is Cthulhu. Cthulhu day. Today is Cthulhu day. Tomorrow is Cthulhu day. The day after is Cthulhu day. Welcome to Cthulhu day. <laughs> this is the month of Cthulhu day. <laughs> All hail Cthulhu day. Oh dear. That'd be kind of rough. On that'd be interesting. That, that's that's true. Like just keep that's one of those things where it's like then... it's funny, but it's not at all practical. <laughs> yeah. If that the case, because <laughs> now we've seen that that um, that pattern is across different yeah. cultures. Yeah. So say that happened in a D and D setting, I would love to have like some leader of a region, not even a god or anything, just decide to change the names of the days, like. So about what, themselves. Do, so, so what the Romans did to the months? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just call them out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm August. I'm Augustus, and this is my month, August. Yeah, <laughs> my city now, my month now. <laughs> <laughs> Who I would win. do that? Who would? Maybe. My head is so much in the Strahd campaign right now. It's all I can think <laughs> you about. Can, you can't say anything every, about me, huh? <laughs> every example in my head is, no, because I'm not going to have like this. But, like in my head, I'm like, if Strahd renamed all of the months in Barovia, what would they be? <laughs> what would they be? One would be his mother's name. One would be him. Maybe like every name of Irina from mm. all the um I've forgotten what reincarnations. reincarnations. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that is what we call having a stalker crush. <laughs> oh, maybe just a little. Just a smidge. Yeah, imagine. Oh, imagine. Okay, so you're you're born into a world where there are eleven months, and they're all based off some beautiful woman's name, and then um, it gets decreed that there is a new month, um, and it's called Irina, and you're like, "That's my name." <laughs> This oh, is, that's this, weird. Oh, sure this is a strange coincidence. This, this is Nothing fine. Here. <laughs> uh, but, all... but here's the thing: all every other person in the country though would be called after those months because there's people called August. There's people called June. Yeah. Uh, true. Very true. You know, like being that one old girl name out, and then suddenly a month being named after you. You're like, oh no, I I can see what's happening here. <laughs> The, the, mm. the narrative is telling me I'm the main character now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Love the love, the world, love the world building stuff that's like, oh, this means you're the main character now. Have fun. <laughs> so, while, while for a lot of people they fear Strahd, there are people who revere Strahd. Does that mean they're naming children after Strahd? So are there a oh, lot yeah. of like... Well, People named anyone like you know. People named their kids Elizabeth after Queen Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. it's like it's True. constant. Like so, you baby names in... immediately pop up in popularity when some when mm-hmm. a new royal is born. I think. You walk into Valakai and then you go, "We're here to fight Strad," and then like fifty <laughs> children run out and go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Probably, like it happens. These are the popular names, and they become popular with the common folk as as things are want to do. True. <laughs> Like, like you know, like if you look at like I don't know your classes when you were in primary school and high school, mm-hmm. like you tend to notice certain names are really popular. For me, for my grade, it was Isabella and Emma, hugely mm-hmm. popular girls' names. Um, so like, there's probably a reason for that. Um, for Isabella, I think at least for me, I went to a girl, all girls Catholic school, mm-hmm. and so facto, a lot of them were Italian. <laughs> so that's why that name was quite popular, mm-hmm. or at least part. But, like, you know, especially when there's, like, royal deaths and marriages and stuff like that, uh, those names tend to pop up hugely because, like, the, all names get surges of popularity because someone famous has them and then become less popular when those people yes. do controversial things or someone controversial has that name. Um, unfortunately, that happened with the name Ellen for various reasons, uh, which sucks, but is, like, a noticeable thing, which is... Like, that's more of a downtrend than an uptrend, but it's noticeable enough that, you know, there's a reason yeah. that happened. Yeah. It must happen with, like, adventurers coming into towns, then if they... I will name you oh, after gosh. my son. <laughs> I name my son after you, rather, not the other yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> you come back... I'll name your son after you. What's your name? And Jennifer. A, a bunch of little... You're muted, Dustin. I did it again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll name my child after you. What's your name? Jenna Klaklak. <laughs> what? Just a ridiculously foreign name. Because <laughs> oh, that's right. There was a actually sort of sort of entirely off topic from that. There's a really cute set of Spider-Man comic panels that went around sort of about this. Because someone mm. was like, "Oh, I want to name my child after you. You saved my life." Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man, because he's Spider-Man, is like. I can't give you my real name. I'm Spider Man, and so yeah. So they. So what he does is he tells tells the woman to call the baby Ben after his uncle. Oh, yeah. And like oh. eventually that becomes a, in in universe that becomes like a surge of a really popular name because it's that's Spider Man's name 
or like you hear from a friend of a friend um yeah. and there's also like some extra context for that because a lot of the time uh peter parker is depicted as being jewish mm. um and there's the the death instead of saying rest in peace you say may your memory be a blessing um and that's a part of keeping that is keeping names alive um, which is really sweet um <laughs> i think i think that's an excellent that's bit beautiful of, yeah and like there's hmm. ways you can do that in lots of different stuff really and i don't know like uh there's a quote um from a <laughs> another youtube video i watched that's like the best kind of world built to do good world building you need to look at the best world building which is real life and mm -hmm. that's where that kind of stuff comes from and it's really lovely yeah and <laughs> you find good stories like that yeah like we have so much source material to draw on yeah yeah exactly you have the whole of the collect you have the collective world to draw upon for your things and like there's some things we probably shouldn't touch there are closed systems you shouldn't really like there are things you need to be careful about mm -hmm. i guess and handle with grace yes um yes but like the world's your oyster try and not be a dick <laughs> yes yes it's understand basically... where the stories are coming from yeah and um sometimes those stories might not be for you to tell mm. um but yeah yeah, yeah. which is why i, I often go back to things. greek mythology and christianity because they are so pervasive uh, mm -hmm. especially christianity because i feel like it is morally correct to steal from the catholic church <laughs> at least their aesthetics <laughs> I can it's say fine, that guys. I'm allowed Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to do this. Well, I got my catechism right here because I thought I might bring it up for notes, but it didn't end up, so it's fine. <laughs> ah well. It would be lovely to just um, like if he. I thought where you were going with the Spider-Man thing was what he just said Spider-Man, and then lots of people called their kids Spider. I'm sure people do. People called their kids Khaleesi. Yeah. <laughs> ter terrible. I do. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> gosh. Um, okay. Well, I think we'll wrap this one up. I wish yeah. you a lovely Cthulhu day. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us on the Cthulhu day of Cthulhu month. Uh, <laughs> is there anything, um, book of Mac that you would like to promote? No, that um, you don't stream. Um, yeah. but I know you do lots of cool stuff. You're on socials. Yeah. So, um, I'm part of a choir called Rhythmos Choir. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow us there, you can keep up with sort of the stuff we're doing. We just finished a really big fringe season for us. We did a very cool fantasy vibes concert. We're probably not doing that again anytime soon. Cause it was a lot. But um, if you follow us on our social medias, you can keep up to date. We're um, based out of uh, Perth. Uh, uh, yeah, that's really all I'm doing at the moment. Um, technically, awesome. even taking a break from that at the moment because uh, I've been working on this fringe show for six months. Yes, yes. And it, was, <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. But it, was but it ended up excellent, so I'm happy with how it went. <laughs> and if you're um, in twitch circles and you see book of mac say hi if you um want you can find book of mac on hers of strad which is our uh currently on twitch is a live play campaign that i'm dming um on thursday nights and we will be releasing that on a sister podcast channel very soon called unrolled stories you will hear all about it on our socials and in episodes once it's available um, so we're, we've 
for those that only listen to these podcast episodes on our Twitch channel, we've done a couple one shots. We also do world building. Um, we really want to release the live plays because they're a lot of fun. Um, but we we thought it it needs its own space. So yes. that will be coming very very soon. But thank you so much, Book of Mac. This has been a delightful conversation. Um, it's been great. <laughs> I've, I'm so fascinated and I've got so many ideas I want to like put into things yeah, now. That's what we want. That's what we want. Yes, we want to generate yes. ideas. <laughs> and I hope it's inspired others who are listening to this. Um, so if you have enjoyed this episode as well, we'd love and appreciate that you tell other people about us and where to find our podcast, where to find our Twitch show, um, which is on twitch.tv slash we didn't roll for this. And, um, yeah, that's a thing. I didn't read the script at all and we're just going to leave that. So goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.